Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy,、uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here today in Italy, as usual, doing a recording from the home office. Uh, it's a rainy day outside.、Uh, I'm limited in what I can do outside in evangelism,、uh, but this gives me opportunity to get caught up on things here、uh, in the home office. So, we sent out、uh, an email this morning、uh, from one of our, yeah, one that we send out every 10 days, and the title of it was、uh, Announcement. So, we have a little bit of announcement to make uh, in this uh, update that we're going to do today.、Uh, but we also will talk about some of the other things in here, including、uh, an exhortation which we'll take from、uh, 1 Peter. Uh, regarding the living hope of the Christian. And then we'll talk about a couple photos and videos, Carnevale, a little bit of the Italian culture this time of the year, and these kinds of things. A couple prayer requests,、uh, new, uh, new post on the PMC blog, worth checking out, definitely. And、uh, that'll be it for today. So uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump in down here and start with、uh, the Word of God as,、uh, as we open up today.、Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And we read this Blessed. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The dead. First Peter is actually one of my favorite、uh, letters in the New Testament. Really, really enjoyed so much there、uh, because it's just so practical for the reality of what it means to live in a fallen world. And we remember that Peter's writing、uh, to folks that are literally sent or had to flee from their homes, flee from their,、uh, their local towns, and so on, and go to a land that's not theirs, live as, as foreigners in another land, or pilgrims, and so on, which is true for all of us.、Uh, we're pilgrims in a foreign land. It's a very real reminder that we get from 1 Peter that we're just passing through here and so on.、Uh, but the, the realities of how to live、uh, in this world, there's just so much there because suffering, which they were enduring,、uh, these folks at the time,、uh, in what would be today Turkey, that area there,、uh, they're living there, they're suffering and enduring hardship because they're Christians, because they've decided to follow Jesus and so on. And,、uh, and, but suffering is, is a reality for all of us living in the fallen world.、Uh, things just don't go the way we hope. There's illnesses constantly plaguing the land. There's the, the consequences of sin and, and, and the corruptness and all kinds of different things uh, making uh, living a, always a challenge, always a burden. And even if things are going well for you, in any case, in this fallen world, when you labor, you sweat. And, and there's hardship in your labor,、uh, relational conflict you always have somewhere along the line.、Uh, it's just difficult living in a fallen world filled with sinful people and so on.、Uh, but that reminds us of what is to come. And Peter, as he starts out this letter,、uh, right away he wants to encourage these folks, and he does throughout the whole letter,、uh, but he gets right to the heart of the matter.、Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. His great mercy. He, he caused us to be born again. And, and even right there, we could go so many different directions just with this verse. There's so much we could say, and I would love to, but this is not the occasion、uh, for that. But I do love this reality that we read here, and this is something very unique in the New Testament that we read that literally the Lord God, He caused. 
causes us to be born again. And that right there uh, is a profound statement that goes in the face of much of what uh, modern-day evangelicals believe uh, because they literally think they have caused themselves to be born again. They chose God. I know of a, uh, a large church, and there's a pastor there, and they boast of how one day he said yes to Jesus. He chose Jesus, and because of that, all this great stuff happened, and all these other lives were touched and so on. Uh, and sure, he may have said yes to Jesus, and if it was a Jesus of the Bible, and we hope it was, uh, in any case, he said yes because Jesus said yes to him first. Uh, Jesus warned everybody, told them very clearly, his disciples, don't think that you guys chose me. Remember, I chose you. And as a consequence, uh, he illuminated their the, the eyes of their heart to see who he really is and so on and, and to believe. And, and that puts us in our proper place. So the fact that God causes one to be born again, the result, the fruit is we begin to hate our sin. We see sin for what it is. We see and understand our fallen condition when the evangelist tells us uh, the gospel and tells us where we are before God and, and uh, the consequences of our sin and how we violated, transgressed all of God's law every day of our life and so on. Uh, uh, the Spirit then convicts us of our sin and we hate our sin and we, we see Jesus Christ finally for who He is and we desire Him and we, we repent of our sins, we're sorry about our sins and we embrace Jesus Christ by faith, we accept the gift of eternal life and so on. Uh, but all that because... Previously, God had uh, caused the, the individual to be born again. And when he's born again, his, the eyes of his heart are, are opened. He's brought to life. Vivificato is the word we have in Italian, probably similar to the Latin or the Greek. And then the idea that we're actually dead spiritually and then brought to life. Oh, all of a sudden, we desire the proper things. We desire God, our Maker, and Jesus Christ, and so on. Uh, so there's much that can be said there, and I don't have time to go into it today, but great couple words there that he causes us to be born again and that's that's proper theology that's good understanding of how salvation works uh, very important concept that need not be overlooked uh, and there's much to be said there but again i apologize we'll have to go into that perhaps another day uh, if you don't have a good grip on what that is already uh, but hopefully you do uh, but he, what did he call uh, cause us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead and this is the concept we want to look at just a little bit here in this in today's uh, exhortation, uh, the living hope that we have uh, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So everyone in the life today, right now, everyone, you yourself listening, you have hopes, you have desires. Uh, you hope that uh, your kids won't scream too much today so you can focus on some things you need to do <laughs> if you're a parent. Uh, you hope... Uh, that you'll make it to the bathroom when you're stuck driving on the highway and uh, 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 there's just uh, you're stuck in traffic and there's no toilet nearby. You're hoping that uh, you'll make it without peeing in your pants or something. Perhaps that's you. Uh, you you hope you'll get the right job. You hope that you'll keep your job, perhaps. Uh, you hope that you'll find the right partner. You've been alone so long. Does God not see you? Does he not care? You're hoping. You're waiting. Uh, uh, Etc. You're hoping for success in this uh, endeavor or in that one. You're hoping to avoid death, perhaps just another day. You've been plagued with illness, perhaps. You're laying up in the hospital. You're laying in bed. You've just gone through surgery. Uh, you have all kinds of hopes. Hopes. We all have hopes. Lots of different hopes. And there's many others like this that we we, endeal, we deal with on a regular basis. Uh, and recently here in Italy, uh, we've been evangelizing a man and, and I was partner. Uh, she's in hospice. Uh, she's about to die. She's gone through cancer, all the different chemo treatments and stuff this past year, and now she's at the end. There's nothing left to do. Uh, her her time is coming, uh, is soon to expire on this earth. And uh, so he he called me uh, a week or so ago, and he was just weeping hysterically on the phone. I could barely understand him. And uh, and then uh, uh, he called me again. I went to visit him. I was able to encourage him from the Word of God, evangelize him, help him to see the most important things in this difficult time. Uh, uh, having a right relationship with God and how you go about doing that and having that and so on and not being deceived and thinking that you're right with God when you're actually not uh, which is a bit of his situation 
and uh, and he's hoping for a miracle. I went to visit him again now after a couple of days. I, I realized he doesn't even have a Bible. And the last time I saw him a year ago, whatever it was, I didn't give him one. I gave him other literature. Uh, but uh, I realized he's, he was boasting in how he has a Bible. I looked at it, and it's the Gospel of Luke, and that's it. That's all this guy has. And then uh, it's, you know, it's still a small book. It's only the Gospel of Luke, but it looks bigger. I thought it was the whole New Testament. Uh, but when I looked at it this time, it's actually the Gospel of Luke in like eight different languages. <laughs> so I said, man, you're, you're really missing out on a lot if that's all you got. Just the Gospel of Luke. It's a great gospel, one of my favorites, because uh, there's so much detail there and ex- explanation of, of stuff. But uh, you're missing basically everything. I mean, you need so much more than just that. So I brought him a, a Bible again uh, yesterday, delivered it to his house, uh, opened up to what we just what we're reading here, First Peter, and reading these these first uh, the first half of that chapter to him, and and expounding these realities to him in, in so many different ways, and evangelizing him. Uh, but he's hoping for a miracle for his partner. He just can't imagine living without his partner. And uh, so we're praying for them. Our hearts are broken for them. Uh, but ultimately, uh, we long for their salvation, really. Uh, that's what they need. They need to be right with God. They need to have eternal life. They need to be forgiven of their sins. Uh, because the pain that they're feeling now, and it's real pain. Believe me, it's real pain. He's weeping. He's crying. He's just a broken man right now. And she's in the hospital, hopeless, hopeless. With Not only does she uh, not have hopes, uh, she's hopeless at this point. There's nothing left for her to do. She's going to be dying within a month, probably. Uh, uh, but ultimately, uh, the pain and everything, the sorrow they're feeling now is, is we need to remind, be reminded of this as Christians, it's nothing. Literally, what you're facing now is nothing compared to an eternity of torment, restlessness, and suffering in hell. That is real pain. That is real sorrow. That is real, terrible, terrible experience. Uh, so our prayer is that at least their eyes are open to the reality of of their life before God and where they stand and their need to be saved so that they can be saved before she passes and come to true life and salvation as a result of this tragedy. Uh, That's our prayer. And interestingly, as we read about this living hope in this verse, only the Christian has a hope that is living, a living hope. Those words really caught my attention as I was reading these verses uh, to Renato yesterday. Uh, A living hope. Only the Christian has the promise of forgiveness and the gift of eternal life in the presence of the Lord Almighty. In, in this case, uh, this dear woman, she's dying in hospice. Even if she were to be healed, even if she got the miracle that he's hoping for, she would still have to face death and eternity in hell. Uh, at least, yeah, at maximum, she would live 20 more years on the earth, but then she would still face death again and eternity in hell. So it wouldn't be a, a permanent thing. Uh, the healing that he that he hopes she could receive, uh, the greater miracle, greater than any healing that's ever taken place, is salvation. Uh, so we're praying for her to experience that miracle. Uh, when a dead person comes to life, it's a miracle. When a sinner gets saved, it is an absolute miracle. No sinner in his fallen state desires God, seeks after God, is right with God, is friends with God, anything. Uh, a sinner learning to hate his sin. Growing in love with Jesus Christ, embracing Him, the gospel, living for the Lord, absolute miracle. The new birth, as we read about here, being born again is an absolute miracle. It's the greatest miracle that there is. Made into a new creature. You still look the same. You smell the same. If you were a cannibal and you bit into a born-again person, they would still taste the same. But they're not the same. Within, they have a new heart. A radical transformation takes place. That's the miracle we're praying for her and for him, that they be born of the Holy Spirit, born again, and then convicted of their sin, and given the gift of repentance that leads to life, salvation 
by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So uh, if you have repented of your sins and you've trusted in Christ alone for salvation, we just remind you today that you have a living hope. You have a hope that's different than all the other hopes that exist in this world. Uh, You have the living hope. You will fix your eyes on Jesus Christ the Lord. You will behold your God. You will live in His presence, perfectly content, uh, greatly uh, satisfied, fully satisfied. You will know what it means uh, to walk with God. Uh, It'll be a wonderful, wonderful thing. You have that living hope. that No one can take you out of His hand. Uh, No one can uh, separate you from His love towards you. You are a prized possession of Jesus Christ if you've repented and trusted in Christ alone for salvation. So no matter what your circumstance is today, We all have different circumstances. Just remember that you have that sweet promise of eternity with Jesus. You have a living hope. Rejoice in that, really. Rejoice. Give thanks to God. Uh, Be like the psalmists that we read in in the Psalms. Shout to the Lord. Just be glad in the Lord. Rejoice in your salvation. Uh, It's a wonderful, wonderful mercy and gift of God. That's our exhortation for today. The announcement. What is it? We're coming to America is the announcement. To stay? No. We're coming to visit. That's the idea. Uh, we It's been uh, two years now since we've been back, since the last time. And we were telling everybody last time it would probably be two years till we come back again, etc. And we see we had a good meeting with our board of directors uh, last week or maybe two weeks ago. Uh, great time talking about all the different aspects of the ministry, the different ways uh, the Lord is moving our hearts, the different things going on, opportunities, and so on. And we realized this is a good time where we don't have any serious responsibilities here with a flock that is yet fully formed and everything that uh, it would make it hard for us to, to, to go back to the States now. Uh, this is a perfect time for us to go back and do some promotional stuff. And one of the board members said, doesn't your family want to see you? I said, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, we keep in touch. Uh, and it's always good. We want our son to know his grandparents and his cousins and his uncles and aunts and so on uh, in the States, also in the Philippines. But that's a different story trying to get there. Uh, but we do need to go to the States. We're, we're so excited about that, seeing friends, seeing family. So if you're a friend of ours, you know who you are. We don't have a whole lot of friends, but uh, we definitely want to see you, friend. And uh, if you're a partner or your church has partnered with us, we would love to see you guys all. Uh, update the whole church about the realities, what's going on here in Italy, different avenues now available to get involved. Uh, if you're part of a small group that gathers, we would love to come join one night during the week with your small group, eat some food, uh, and then uh, maybe we'll bring some Italian, bis- as they say in America, biscotti, but really they're called biscotti, and biscotti simply means cookies. We could probably bring some uh, homemade cookies or something, and uh, we can enjoy an evening together. Uh, and then talk also, uh, dedicate your, your group night to uh, praying for, for Italy, praying for missions, and, and hearing about different ways that people can get involved in, in these kinds of things. So uh, we can we can spice up your, your routine of church life. We can do something different. Come, visit, talk, share, and uh, the sky's the limit. We can do all kinds of great things. Uh, if you need anything from Italy, if you're a friend of ours and you want us to bring you back something, you have a request, please let us know. We'll do our best to try and get that for you, whatever that might be. And uh, there are some neat things here in Italy uh, to grab hold of, or useful things even like the espresso. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Uh, but we are coming to the States. That's the big announcement. Uh, when are we coming? We're coming, uh, Lord willing, after Easter. And then uh, we'll stick around uh, then for the whole month of May, Lord willing. And uh, even a little bit into June, uh, we want to see all the churches that are partnered with us. Uh, that that could be hard because one of them is actually up in the Northwest and we'd have to fly all the way across the, the, the country to do that. I want to see uh, my... Uh, my brother and his wife and their kids. I want them to meet uh, Cornelius and, and even my wife. They never met her. It's been years now. Uh, they're in Texas, so Lord willing, we'll also go to Texas. 
we have friends in Florida who uh, we, we would love to see as well and spend time with. Uh, how are we going to get around? We have no idea yet. Uh, do we have a vehicle? No. Uh, my, my father is willing to host us at his home. He's got enough space there for us. Uh, when we're in Pennsylvania, so we're excited about that. We still need a place to stay when we go to New York. And our first entry will probably be New York because that's where our home church is, our family. We're going to spend some time with the folks there. Probably when we leave, we'll leave from there so we can also uh, say goodbye. Um, but we do need a vehicle. So if you have an extra vehicle uh, that holds at least uh, two adults and a baby, that would be awesome. If you could uh, let us borrow for at least part of the time or, or use it. Uh, even I don't know. We could even rent it from you if you want. Uh, if you have an extra vehicle or, uh, yeah, if you want to invite us over to stay, different things. Who knows? We don't have any. Uh, the mission doesn't have any property over there. Uh, we have no place like that dedicated for our missionaries to stay in. Something we're praying for maybe in the future to have uh, some, some, some kind of housing or some kind of place for missionaries that work with us in the future to go and, and at least transition in and out of or something. Uh, but for now, we just uh, we stay with friends and family and church members. Uh, so reach out to us if you want to connect. Reach out to us if you have something that could be useful to help us. We definitely need the help. As missionaries, uh, we're just used to it. We live entirely dependent on God's people, on the Lord. We trust the Lord to provide, and He has His people, and they have their... Uh, resources, things that he's blessed them with, and and we just uh, we have to bow our knee and humble ourselves always before the Lord, and he he provides our needs one way or another. So a couple of big needs, yeah, place to stay, vehicle to drive. We might need a stroller, we might need a car seat, probably we need a car seat, all those kind of things. So if you can help in any way, please just send us an email, I guess, at info at practicalmissions.org, and, and we, we can uh, begin a conversation there, or give us a phone call. You can see our phone number through the website at practicalmissions.org also. You can leave a message, we'll call you back, and we can talk. I guess there's all, the, I don't even need to say this stuff, but there's the face chats and uh, messengers, all these kinds of things now. It's, it's not hard to get a hold of people. Uh, so that's the update. We're really excited about coming to America. It's obviously hard because you got to basically live homeless for a while, and then when you have a baby, it's a bit complicated. Uh, but it's part of what we do, and we're really excited to go there, really excited to be with everybody, eat some American food, uh, see some American uh, things, hang out with friends of the same tongue. Uh, and so on, and uh, and be with the Lord's people, worship with, uh, you know, the body of Christ. It's just a fantastic thing to be together. Everything in Italy is, is way scaled down. Every church is really tiny. It's a wonderful thing when we're in America and there's so many hundreds of people that gather together to worship the Lord and to hear His Word preached and so on. So we're, we're just excited about all that. Uh, and again, it's just great timing that we can we can step away from the field right now without any any harsh results. Uh, there's nothing urgent that has to be happening while we're gone. We can we can do this now, so uh, that's a good thing. It's just perfect timing. Uh, enough about that. That that's the update, though. We are coming, so thank you for uh, listening to me just talk and over and over. Uh, but do reach out. We'd love to see you guys in here on the up, on the update. If you check it out, uh, if you get the email, you'll see there's a little video here to the what's called Carnevale. This is an Italian thing. Uh, before uh, the the season of Lent leading up to um, to Easter and so on, they have uh, what's called Carnevale here. Uh, we're used to maybe in America, there's the, or wherever it is, I think it's in New Orleans or something, where they have what they call Mardi Gras. It's just this raunchy, uh, perverted, weird thing. Everyone's just drunk and bombed out of their minds, and it's a little bit trashy. And uh, in Italy, though, if you know anything about Italy, they're... They're sophisticated. They're a little bit classy. You see, they're 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 different. They're not. They don't behave like animals. They may be absolutely lost, but they behave with a level of decency here. Simple uh, thing I could say also in America, everybody drives around in their car and you eat and you drink. If you're in a ta- if you're in Italy, you drive around in the car. You drive in the car. If you're eating in the car, you'd be considered almost like an animal. What are you doing? Are you some kind of? You can't even wait till you sit down somewhere to eat. Or if you're eating food walking down the street, you're considered basically like an animal. You just don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, so they're, they're, they're sophisticated folk. They're a little bit more elegant. 
They're a little bit more um, proper, yeah? Even though they're totally lost because they don't know the gospel. They have a decency about them, and that's evident in the Italian culture. And when you look at this Carnevale, it's the opposite of what you would think for uh, festivals leading up to uh, Easter, like like you would have in um, in this, whatever they call it, Mardi, Mardi Gras, whatever it is called, in America, where it's trashy. Here, you look and they wear costumes. Uh, some of them cost up to two, three, or more thousand euro in Venice, and they're very sophisticated, uh, these beautiful masks, very elegant. It's a totally different thing, totally different festival. But then in the, in all the little towns and, and villages nearby, they have in the, in the local piazza a little party of sorts with the kids. Uh, they put on costumes. It's kind of... And then they have a confetti they throw in the air, different candies, games, balloons, things like this. And so we took uh, Cornelius into the piazza last weekend when these celebrations were going on here. And there's a little video of that. You can see uh, where the little tiny parade came in and... Uh, weird costumes, people on gigantic bicycles, music, and, and everybody just kind of having a good time. So just a little sharing of the culture with you. Also a photo of Cornelius. He's in there. He's got in front of a police car, a police van, which he has a little toy, Hot Wheels police van, and he loves it. And so we saw a real live one, and he was so excited. He ran up next to it, and he's holding on to his little balloon that we got him of a monster truck. And he's just all smiles, sat there for about two minutes. We took a couple photos, share one of those with you guys in this update too. It's just neat to see. It, it's a great thing. Uh, so uh, that's our update. We're coming to America. A little bit of the culture. You got the Carnevale. Something worth checking out. If you ever can, this time of the year, come to Italy uh, in Venice. That's definitely uh, something you would want to see. It's absolutely amazing. So many people, so many costumes. Uh, a really, really uh, unique festival. And it's worth checking out. Pray for our trip uh, uh, to the States. That's one of our prayer requests. Um, reach out to us again if you have anything you can help with. Uh, the vehicle, a place to stay, all that, open doors uh, for us to share. And if you're a friend, uh, we, we want to see you. So please reach out to us. Uh, and then on the other prayer request is Renato and Maria Grazia, the people actually that our exhortation today referred to uh, in their difficult time, in their crisis. We want to see them come to salvation, to saving faith in Jesus Christ. And he's still wrestling with all this as I evangelize him. He's still actually, he thinks they're both decent people. Uh, the weight of their sin has not quite registered with him. And, and I can only explain it so good. Uh, the Holy Spirit has to do the rest, has to open the eyes, convict, and so on. Uh, but by the power of the Holy Spirit and the best of my abilities in so many different ways, expounded the reality of his condition before God to him. And he's kind of a yes, yes kind of person, agrees and, and understands. But it, it's pretty clear, you can tell, it quite it hasn't quite clicked yet. Uh, so, so pray for that to happen for this man. Pray for them to see their situation, what it really is, uh, and that they would uh, repent and trust in Christ. Um, lastly, I'll mention uh, worth checking out on the practicalmissions.org blog, uh, a new post there, keeping up with current events. Uh, keeping up with current events. How do you guys as missionaries do that? Uh, we have a good uh, guy we like to listen to named Al Moeller, great guy back there in America, uh, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, Brilliant man, wonderful man, godly man, and he's just got a gift with uh, filtering information and then passing it on in a Christian worldview, helping you understand what's going on in current events. Uh, so we'd highly recommend them if you want uh, to keep up to current events and not get swamped by all the madness that's out there, but also have a Christian perspective and a proper understanding of what's going on in the world today. Tune into him. Uh, you can find that information to his info, to his uh, uh, podcast, through our blog. There's a link to his his stuff. Uh, and then there's also uh, other podcasts or, or 
blog posts always going on there about once a month or something. Uh, we put something out there. So go check that out. Enjoy and be blessed. Uh, vision trips. Keep praying for uh, us to experience some folks on a vision trip. Obviously not now until leading up to our trip to America. We wouldn't be able to host you. But the second half of the summer, uh, June, July, August, September, October, those times definitely still a great opportunity to do a vision trip here with PMC and in, in Italy and our city and to see and experience things firsthand. And our prayer uh, is this year we still want to see at least one group come out on what we call a vision trip. And that could be a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, the role of administrator, uh, potential people are available there. And we're praying for that to come into fruition as the Lord wills. Uh, but we're still praying for a person to do the administrative stuff here. English teaching as a second language here, great opportunity to, to serve the Lord, to reach the lost and be a part of the church plant. Uh, if you have any interest in something like that, reach out to us. We'd be happy to tell you more about it. And as always, you can check out the practicalmissions.org website. Lots of information there, lots of different happenings. Uh, so check that out. Keep, in, keep up to date with what's going on and uh, reach out anytime you want more information. Thanks for all your prayers, guys. Thanks for being a part of the ministry. And uh, God bless you. Until the next time. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.